This is the Spin Talk Podcast. Catch Spin Talk with Lauren, live on Spin 1038 weekdays from 1. Spin 1038, you're welcome back to Spin Talk with Lauren. Now, I've been asking you if you are waiting to do your driving test or maybe you've done it recently, um, how long the wait is. Get involved in the conversation. You can text her WhatsApp 087-711-1038. But I'm joined now by the Head of Driver Testing and Licensing from the RSA, Declan Nocton. Declan, thanks very much for your time on Spin Talk. Very welcome. Uh, Declan, okay, we're hearing today that uh, people are waiting up to a year to do their driving test. Is that is that true? Well, I hope not. Some people could be waiting that long, but um, uh, we, we, we have uh, metrics that we look at when we're looking to see how long people are waiting. And uh, while some people could be waiting in the Dublin area, particularly up to about 20 weeks or so, uh, on average is shorter than that. So uh, in any given phase, if you like, Lauren, we will, we will be uh, testing people who will be waiting shorter periods or longer periods. So the average in Dublin is around uh, 12 weeks. Okay. The average, taking everybody. Some people awake for short notice cancellation. So, for example, if you need an urgent test for some reason or if you get a cancellation uh, that comes up and we slot you in there, taking everybody that's, that's scheduled at a particular time, that's the kind of average we come up with. Okay. And is that kind of standard? You know, when we, when we look around at, uh, at other countries, I mean, it's, it's waiting to do your driving test, it's something that most people... Uh, are hoping to do. Most people uh, want to get their full licence. So are we kind of on par with other countries? What what, what we aim to get to is that nobody should be waiting any longer than an average of about 10 weeks. So we have a bit of work to do. Uh, And we're we're doing some extra recruiting. We'll be taking on extra testers uh, later on uh, this year. And we're also looking to a situation if the law changes um, in the autumn, whereby there'll be more penalties against, say, people who are driving unaccompanied, that we manage that as well. So uh, in the immediate term, we're taking on eight testers that will start their work at the end of June. So that will also help with reducing waiting times countrywide. That's good to hear because I know that that you know, can be very frustrating. Anyone who's waiting to, to do their test, of course, you want to be out driving as much as possible and it can be very difficult to, you know, to make sure you always have a fully licensed driver with you. So I think, yeah, if the law is going to change, that's good to know that you guys are taking the necessary steps. Talk to me a bit about the test itself, Declan. Um, how long has the, the, the current format been in place? The test itself, uh, to be honest, hasn't changed a huge amount. Uh, a lot of the stuff around the licensing piece and how you qualify for a license has changed. So you have to do extra lessons, for example. Um, uh, you have to do a slightly different theory test. Uh, we give you information about how you should practice all of those things. But the test is pretty basic. It, it, it looks at certain skills that you have. And what we say is that the test as it is today, it tests have you certain skills and really it's about when you go out on the road and when you practice those and when you gain experience yourself that's what really shows whether you're a good driver and we talk about you pass the test you're still vulnerable you're still learning and and really what all the research tells us is that the test is a phase in time in terms of your learning to drive the real skill then uh, starts after that you drive on your own you encounter different situations you deal with those you get a level of confidence, you drive on motorways and that builds up your confidence. So it's that phase of building up confidence that makes a huge difference to a learner driver. 
the introduction of the novice plates, I know from speaking to some of our listeners that that has been um, something that some people feel it just draws attention to you when you're new on the road. You're nervous enough as it is. What are your thoughts on those plates, Declan? Yeah, so the, the, the thinking behind those is this, that um, when you stop learning, most people should, most people start driving on their own at that point. And at that point, they're actually more vulnerable because they've come out of a situation where they're either been practicing with their parents or with somebody else, or they've been learning in a school of motoring car. So now all of a sudden they're off on their own. They're meeting different, different situations. They haven't got somebody to turn to to help them. So all the research tells us that when you move from that protected situation, if you like, to a situation where you're on your own, you're actually more vulnerable. And what we're saying is, look, driving public, recognize that, give a little bit of extra space to this group of people, understand that they may make mistakes, that's part of learning, and be tolerant of that. So that's the thinking behind that. There's a good deal of research around that. And that's the reality that faces uh, newly qualified drivers in Ireland and in other countries as well. As head of driver testing and licensing, you must be a really good driver, Declan, are you? Um, not particularly so. <laughs> I'm, 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 I suppose I'm average. Uh, every male actually thinks that they're great drivers. If everybody was a great driver, the average would be brilliant. But we're, we're average drivers. The reality is uh, that all the information tells us women are better drivers than men. That's they're the facts. That's the research. When we look at, sadly, when we look at uh, crashes, it tells us males are predominantly involved in crashes um, and females are better drivers. Males take more risks. And again, that's one of the reasons for the whole novice thing. You mm-hmm. shouldn't be taking risks until you have a lot of experience of dealing with different situations. And probably driving different cars as well. I know the car I drive now is a lot different to the car I started out in. And all that experience, you know, you you get to know your car a bit better and you get to understand the roads and different situations. I definitely agree with you there. Absolutely. And I think the other thing, one of the factors that's there today that wouldn't have been there years ago, is you're getting a lot more feedback from your car. That can be good, that can be bad. So, So you have GPS... You have information about your speed, you have information about revs, you have information about all sorts of things. And some cars have, have lane departure warnings, all of those kind of things. Sometimes that's, that's good, but sometimes it can distract the driver as well. The key thing, the driver should be concentrating on the job ahead, on the road, driving safely, making sure they're a safe distance from the car ahead, all those kind of things. They're human things. No machine yet can do all of those things for you. So uh, it's all about human behaviour and how we react to situations that emerge in front of us, sometimes unexpectedly. Declan Nocton, Head of Driver Testing and Licensing, thanks so much for your time today. Thank you very much. Okay, you're welcome back to Spin Talk with Lauren. Two things. Uh, If you're waiting to do your driving test or you've recently done your driving test, how long is the wait? Because we're hearing today that that wait could get a little longer and that is frustrating. Now, we just spoke to Declan Nocton there from the RSA and he said, no, they are trying to bring in more testers. So hopefully the wait won't get much longer. But the reason they're expecting more of a backlog is because there's new legislation coming to the Road Traffic Act coming down the road excuse the pun, and um, harsher penalties will be in place for people who allow car, their cars to be used by unaccompanied learner drivers. So if you've applied for your test, let me know um, how long you've been waiting. Declan spoke about cancellations. Maybe you've managed to nab a cancellation spot. And I'd also like to hear from your own experience, and I promise we won't report anyone 
But just talk to me about the reality of driving unaccompanied, or sorry, um, driving w- with a with a fully licensed driver. Are you forced sometimes to drive unaccompanied because you know not everyone lives with their parents or has access to a car that has a fully licensed driver who's nothing better to do than drive around with you? Let me know. 087-711-1038. You can text or WhatsApp. Lisa says, 12 weeks, I'm waiting a bloody year. Wow, Lisa, where have you applied to do your test? Yeah, let me know as well the places where the, the list is a little longer. Louise says, maybe they should give authority to driving instructors. If they feel they are fit for the road, give them their license. If not, tell them to keep going until they are. They have to do so many hours with instructors. Now this could help the backlog. You're not the first person to suggest that, Louise. I would wonder, though, like you build a relationship with your driving instructor. And I don't know, does that put your driving instructor in a difficult position? Because, you know, what might happen as well, and I'm not saying that driving instructors would do this, but maybe people would be paranoid that their driving instructor is telling them they're not ready yet simply so they can make more money. It could cause issues. Whereas your driving tester is just someone that you meet on the day, you've never seen them before, you know, it, there's less pressure there for them and you. What do you think? 087-711-1038. Anna is on the line. Hi, Anna. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you very much. Anna, you are waiting to do your test. Yeah, since November, I've been with us, so. Since November, okay. And are you in Dublin? No, Meath. Meath, okay. So waiting since November. And what date have you been given? Uh, Thursday week. Next Thursday. Nearly there, Anna. I know, I can't wait. Now. How are you feeling in the lead up to it? Um, I'm just kind of like nervous that I might fail because, you know, I have to wait a good while again, but I hopefully be grand. Fingers crossed. Have you had many lessons? Yeah, I've done my 12, like, yeah. Okay, and you feel confident? Yeah, and I'm doing a few pre-tests now before as well. Okay, and do you get to drive every day, Anna? Have you someone you can go out with? Yeah, I do. My mum is great now to go with me an awful lot, and my dad, so it's brilliant, yeah. See, that's really good. I presume you're living at home then, are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm still in school, look. Okay. See, that's handy, like the younger you are. But I think, you know, I feel bad for people maybe who aren't living at home. Adults now who are like, right, now I need to do my test. And they don't have someone to drive with. So you've never been out unaccompanied, Anna, have you? Oh, well, (laughs) not not too far of us. Yeah, but you see, this is the thing. It's not realistic. I went out unaccompanied a a good bit um, before I passed my test. I'd... She had to do my test three times, but fingers crossed that won't happen to you, Anna. You'll get it first go. Oh, please, God, anyway, yeah. Okay, yeah. well, good luck with it, all right? Thanks a million. Okay, thanks very much. Bye-bye. Bye. Um, Bye. Anna's been waiting since November to do her test. She's had the 12 lessons, and luckily for Anna, her mom and dad are both great for going out in the car with her. But saying that, she has still been out unaccompanied. Um, there are lots of people, I am sure, and I promise this is not, to, we're not going to go reporting people for today. It's not always possible And it's very, very difficult. And especially if the waiting list is expected to get a little longer, what does that mean for you? Another Lauren has been in touch and says, Hi Lauren, I've been waiting seven weeks for my driving test in the cancellation list. Only heard back when I emailed them Friday for an update. Got my date for my test, which is in another five. Twelve-week wait for Mullingar. Okay, so that's in Mullingar. Anna's in Meath. She's been waiting since November. Kelly says, No, it's not realistic. I'm insured on my mum's car. She lives in Kilkenny. I live in Carlow. She's the only fully qualified driver I know. 
I can't progress or practice. I've been waiting a year for a test day and I'm on a, I'm a long, long way ready for it because I can't practice. Have to find a time that suits me and my mother. That's what we're talking about today is actually the reality of trying to get out there driving because of course you want to pass your test first go. You don't want to have to do it more than once because you don't want to have to wait again, as Anna said. So what is your situation? If you've been learning to drive or maybe recently you've just passed your test, how long were you waiting to do it? And did you manage to always get out with a fully licensed driver? Let me know. I'm on 087-711-1038. Jane is next. Hi, Jane. Hi. Jane, have you passed your test? I have, yes. Okay, when did you do it? Oh, I did mine like 17 years ago. Okay. So I passed first time. <laughs> Thank God. Good woman. And this is the thing, is that I, I think there always was backlogs in certain places, but it yeah. seems to be out of control now. And the RSA, Ridiculous. to be fair, they're doing the best they can, they say. Um, yeah. But your partner waited ages to do the test. Yes. Yeah. So he would have applied last September and he got his test in February. Okay. So it was a five-month wait. And then when he went, now, lots of experience. Everything was checked the night before. When he got there, I had the bull blown on the back of the car and no. he failed him on that. No! Yeah. yeah. And, like, it's really expensive as well. I think it's over 80 euros. Like, yeah. so, failed him on that. And now he's back again into a waiting list. Haven't paid his 80 euros to get the next And date. never even got to start the car, I'd say. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. I nothing. don't know. I wouldn't even let him go and give him 10 minutes to go and get that bulb fixed. Oh. Like, where it was in Finglas. So, there's lots of places around. Yeah. It wasn't a big deal. But, no, failed him there then. Oh, uh, like no, I yeah. don't know how I feel about that. I wish I'd asked Declan about that now. The crack, yeah. if there's something, because yeah. I know a lot of people use um, their their instructor's car. Yeah, if they have a driving instructor, they 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 can't you go yeah. in the instructor's car to do it? You don't have to go on your own, and they're always up to scratch. But still, yeah, uh, it was just one of those random things like that could happen to anybody. You know, I mean, it wasn't like I mean, he was so focused on passing his test. Yeah. That a silly bulb, like, I mean, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't planned. Everything had been checked and sure, no, off you go. Nothing we can do. And that's the end of it. And so, so what's and the story? insurance. Yeah. Like, we pay, like, I, I have the insurance and he's named driver. So my, our insurance is, like, really high because of this. Yeah. So and it's just ridiculous. Are you driving full time? Like, can he drive? Like, what, when does Well, he... I'll be honest with you. I drive full time. Like, looking enough, we work together and that's so we're always together in the car. But there is occasions, yeah, when he has to take the car out himself. Yeah. It does happen. Like, and when was it? Oh, it was a couple of months back anyway. He, we were stopped and luckily I was in the car. And they, they couldn't obviously fine him for having because I was there insurance was up to date but they, they failed him on not having his L plate up oh so you still got a fine yeah. for that yeah which is I know you're supposed to have it up but it was just that we'd actually taken it down because I take it down when I'm driving it yeah so, I can understand that I can yeah. understand people wanting to take them down I mentioned that to yeah so he fined them 80 euro for having, not having the L plate as well so that's uh-huh. just a joke I mean it really and truly is a joke like it's I mean we're, we're going away in the summertime the whole point of this was for him to get his license so he could drive us like we're going to Spain because I don't like driving abroad. Oh, but now no. that's out the window, we couldn't hire a car because he won't get it before the summer, like. Yeah. Is he on the cancellation so, list? Oh, yeah. Sure, everybody's on the cancellation list. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not for anybody. I better. thought that was some kind of secret. <laughs> no, 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 no. Everybody's on it. <laughs> oh, no. Well, Jane, fingers yeah. crossed and hopefully the insurance yeah. comes down when he passes. Yeah.
Yeah, and hopefully sometime this year he gets the test. Yeah, <laughs> thanks a million. Have a great holiday. No problem. Bye bye. Thanks. Bye bye bye. Oh, that's so the insurance, the holiday. Everything like it's so so frustrating. And Jane's partner never even got to turn on the ignition. He was failed on a bulb that had blown. Like I don't. I that really, really annoys me. Because look, like in real life, in real day to day driving life, if a bulb blows in your car, you can drive to a garage to get it fixed. Like yeah, obviously if you get pulled over, you know there could be a chance you're fined. But what are you supposed to do? You have to get to wherever you need to go to buy the bulb. Like I don't know. I don't, that, that would really, really annoy me. Another listener says, I applied for my driving test last February, went on the cancellation list as soon as I applied. I rang the test centre and asked if there was any cancellations that I could take and I got a test date for 11 days later. I understand most people can't be as flexible with a last minute date. My driving instructor told me to keep ringing because people cancel daily and the chances of getting a test date are very high if you keep ringing. Yeah, but like you said, that depends on what you do. That depends on your flexibility. But if you lived or worked near a test centre and like you said to your boss, listen, I'm going to keep ringing. And especially, I think, if you need to drive for your job, I, I would. I would sit on the phone, keep ringing them. Um, so many messages coming through just with your situation, whether it's, it's you driving now or when you were learning to drive. Another says, I've been driving for four years on a provisional licence Never had a full licensed driver with me. I have to drop and collect my daughter from school every day. I have to drive basically everywhere as I'm always on my own. It's unrealistic to think provisional drivers will have fully licensed drivers with them at all times. But here's the thing, you'll get fined if you're caught, but sounds like you haven't been yet. People are taking that gamble. There is harsher penalties being introduced. I think it's in September, Declan said. Would that entice you to um, apply for your test? Maybe you already have applied for your test, but you said you're four years on a provisional. Let me know. 087-711-1038. Emma is next. Hi, Emma. Hiya. Emma, you are like me. You're not one of these um, first-time passers. I did mine three times. Yeah, yeah. Failed three times. <laughs> oh, you failed three times. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. On what, Emma? Um, the last one I just did two weeks ago, I failed because I was... When you're doing the reverse t- turn around the corner, he said I was looking around my shoulders too much and not focusing on the actual footpath. So that was the main thing I failed on, which uh, it's a bit uh, annoying because my is. driving is fine otherwise. And also, and Rachel said this to me this morning, um, we should, and I should have asked Declan this, when are you, you're not allowed to reverse on to a main road in real life. In yeah, real life. like, but you're, I have you're never, never driven, it. I've never done that on my own except for lessons and in the test. Like, I'm never in a situation where I have to do that. It's, a, it's one of the hardest things to do. And I think I told this story before, but there's where I did my test. I better not say where, but I'm sure people could put two and two together because I've mentioned it before. Um, where I did mine, right, my friend did it as well. And there was two corners that they used to use to get you to reverse around in a housing estate. Yeah. And one of them was a lot harder than the other. And what my yeah. friend's dad did was when she was out doing her test, he went and parked on the really difficult corner and read his newspaper so that the yeah. driving and so that the tester had no choice but to go on to the other corner so she got to do it on the easy one. Oh, that's so smart. Oh. Yeah. No, my was fine. It's just he said I was too observational like on the road what? instead of, no. like, I know, I know. I was, I was so mad. I wanted to repeal it, but it's just not worth it. No. Oh, so you're, you're going to have to do it a fourth time. So how much does it cost you every time, Emma? It's 85 euro. That's mad. So you're just having to yeah. drive with um, with a fully licensed driver. Do you manage to do that all the time or do you have to go unaccompanied? 
No, I have to go in a company the whole time and it's it's very, like I'm able, to, I'm comfortable driving on my own but it's just stressful because I don't want to get caught and yeah. have anything happen to my licence before I even pass my test, you know, that kind of way. And is it your um, own car? Yeah, I have my own car. Okay, yeah. So it's not like, because with the, with the new legislation, what's going to happen is like for parents who allow um, someone who doesn't have a full licence to drive their car, they'll get fined. So like yeah. at least you don't have that on your shoulders. It's your own car. It'll be you that faces the fine. Yeah. Oh, it's still so scary though. Every time I come to a checkpoint. Oh. Yeah. Nothing oh. has been said yet, but I think it's getting a lot stricter now. So Definitely. it's just scary. Well, hopefully you'll get it the next time, Emma. The best of luck hopefully. with it. Hopefully. Thanks no a million. Problem. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Um, yeah, probably shouldn't have told that story about my friend's dad parking on the corner, but it is gas. You know, and she and look, she was a really good driver. She'd been driving for ages. But this is the kind of thing, like the reversing around the corner. That's why I asked Declan about the format of the driving test because it hasn't really evolved. The licensing has, but the test, I don't know, I do. I think there's some things in the test that you're never going to do it and you're never going to drive like that. And like Emma being told she's too observational. <sighs> Jenny is next. Hi, Jenny. Hiya, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Um, like Emma, Jenny, you've done your test a couple of times. Yeah, no, I've done it twice. I passed the second time on Friday the 13th, which oh, is very funny. come here. <laughs> was Friday the 13th just gone? No, 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 it was back in October. So okay. I was out in like five, I was out in like five months for my test yeah. in Figmas. Okay, because we were talking about Friday the 13th just last week and someone texted in to say that they were helping people pass their driving test. No one had failed so far, that was actually really funny. You passed on Friday thirteenth as well. Yeah, no, but the thing was, I was the first one actually to pass that day. I was told. <laughs> Did they tell you before or after? They told me afterwards. They were like, "Oh yeah, you're like the first person." I was like the last one that day, and they were like to me, "Oh yeah, you're the first person we've passed today." And I was like, "Oh really?" Wow. So, so you must be superstitious. Yeah, you must have just been like, "I've just got to do this," because it was your second time doing it. Yeah, it was my second time setting my test. What did you fail for the first time? So the first time, I only failed by a mer, like one point, and it was literally for roundabouts. I was always on the inside and the inside lane, but that was because my instructor always told me to be on the inside lane. So, yeah. Okay. And did you give out to your driving instructor then after? Yeah, I changed my driving instructor <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> oh, so you were waiting quite a while, Jenny? Oh, yeah, no, I was waiting like a really long time, I have to say, like... And so, I had my own car and also, like, I was still, like, paying for my own car and still waiting, which was very, like, frustrating. Yeah. And did you ma- did you have to go out sometimes unaccompanied? Yeah, no, I did have to do that a good bit. Like, no, mainly for college and just going um, to my local, like, shopping centre. That was, like, the main thing. And that was only if I physically couldn't get anybody, I would go. If I, But I would always try and get the bus because I was always so scared. Because where I live, there's like lots of guards and all. So I'd be so scared that I'd get caught. Yeah. But I had to do it sometimes. Yeah. This is the thing. I think we heard from a listener earlier on who's, um, you know, has no choice. And it's difficult because the fines are going to get an awful lot harsher. Jenny, thanks a yeah. mil for coming on. No worries. Thanks so much for having me. Good to speak to you. Uh, lots and lots of messages coming in. Um, Alex has been in touch and is on the line now. And I'm told um, is on hands free. Hi, Alex. Hi, Lauren, how's it going? I'm good, thank you. You are a learner driver, driving unaccompanied, speaking to me on hands-free right now. Yeah, right now. I'm driving the university. I'm in the University of Maynooth. So I'm just driving from Selbridge, and I, I, I have to get around. It's, it's ridiculous. I've done my 12 EDTs. I've, um, I've been driving for about four months, 
and I've applied for my test. Uh, they haven't gone back to me with the date yet, but they, I've applied in NACE, and they said that it could be up to 15 weeks' wait. Okay. Now, I hope, now, Alex, you haven't given us so much information that there's a guard listening nearby and is going to go out and find you. Um, oh, no, no, I'll be, yeah, I'll be fine. Don't do you worry. drive one accompanied a lot? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, my, I work as well, uh, part-time, and... Um, I, there's no buses to it there's no direct way so I was getting taxis to work when I couldn't get a lift off my dad and my parents were like okay you, once you do your 12 EET lessons and my uh, dad uh, went with me a few times he goes your driving's fine off you go and they feel comfortable enough to allow me to be on my own and for the most part I drive fine I obey, I obey the speed limit I do what I've been taught and I get on fine no problem. I've been stopped three times by the guards um, at different, three different checkpoints. Two of them were uh, not looking for learner drivers, but actually yesterday there was one uh, at the bottom uh, of uh, the road from Minute to Selbridge, and they were looking for learner drivers because it was Monday afternoon, and it's the only road in from Minute University. Okay. So that yeah, was a bit crazy. And so did but, you get uh, a fine? No, no fine. Uh, they, they, they were just saying you you are aware that uh, you're uninsured if you hit someone. I was like, well, I better not hit someone then. I better be careful. <laughs> uh, and they were like, well, there's no excuse for driving on the company. And I was like, I have to get around. They were like, well, that's what most people are saying. Off you go. Now they didn't take any details. They didn't take me reg or anything like that. So they're just just trying to put the scare into some drivers. And is it your but, uh, own car, Alex, or is it your parents' car? Uh, we have one. I did own a car, and I got a scrappage on it. And uh, it's a brand-new car, 181. It's got all the bells and whistles. And uh, very safe. Yeah, very safe car. I'm really lucky. I know um, most people in my position, like my work colleagues, they, um, they're they driving like bangers for cars. But we don't have cars. The insurance is a lot less, and the road tax is a lot less. Okay. So, like, I'm, like, I pay my own insurance. And if I'm paying insurance and I'm waiting 15 weeks for a test and I can't go out on a company, it's, that's that's money down the drain, I, I suppose. If you're paying for insurance and you're not driving, it's kind of pointless. Yeah, I think a lot of people would agree with you, Alex. Um, but look, it sounds like in September the rules are going to change and it, there's going to be an awful lot harsher penalties for people who are driving mm. on a company. Are you prepared for that? Oh, I'm prepared. I'll have to be careful. Hopefully I'll have my license by then, so I'll have the end plates up. But um, if I have to wait another 15 weeks and it goes into September, I, I, I can't afford not to drive. Do you have L plates up at the moment? I've got L plates up at the moment, yeah. Okay. All right. Alex, look, drive carefully and thanks a million for coming on. Thank you very much for having me. Thank I'll you. Speak to you. Bye-bye. Um, Alex is a learner driver. He says he has to drive unaccompanied. He works somewhere where he can't get a bus. He's going to college. His parents are confident letting him out. He was chatting to me there as he was driving, but assures us he was on hands-free and it sounded like he was. But he's like, I just, you know, hopefully I'll have my test, but I, there's not really else, anything else I can do. He's been stopped three times, he says. Hasn't been fined. What do you make of that? 087-711-1038. Text or WhatsApp. I'd love to hear from you. This is Spin Talk. Okay, lots of messages still coming in about doing your driving test, how long you've had to wait to do your test, and if you've had to drive unaccompanied while you've been waiting. 
My uh, next caller is a good friend of the show, Sean O'Kelly, who is a disability activist. His uh, page is called A Day in My Wheels. Hiya, Sean. Hey, Lauren. Thank you for having me on the show. It's always good to talk to you. Oh, well, thanks for texting in, Sean. It's always great to hear from you. Um, Tell me about your experience of um, waiting to do your driving test. Um, I... I was. I've been waiting. I had been waiting um, a good few months. I uh, did my test. Officially did my test four times. I passed the fifth time, but when I passed, when I handed him the instructor, the my license, my provisional license, it was out of date by two weeks, and I was so so frustrated. Um, so I don't count that as a test at all because. In fairness, I didn't do a test. Okay. So I, I did the test four times and I passed the test just before Christmas oh, of last great. year. And I, in fact, I'm sitting in my car right now and freedom is just incredible. I love it so, so much. Oh, that's I'm, great, Sean. I'm barely at home at all. Because <laughs> we've spoken to you in the past and you've spoken um, about your frustrations with public transport. So getting your full licence must have just been a game changer for you. Oh, huge, huge. And it's just like, the, um, it, it, you know, it had the, it, the novelty hasn't worn off by any stretch of the imagination. Oh. Um, I love, like, the odd time I do still have to use taxis. And I am frustrated when I do, um, but I I love not being not having to rely on public yeah. transport. Now, um, tell me a bit about when you were learning to drive, Sean, because obviously you have to be accompanied by a fully licensed driver. But just taking into consideration as well your your wheelchair, how does that work, and is the test slightly different for someone who's a wheelchair user? The test is exactly the same. Okay. Um, the only difference is is that I uh, I say I have um, a car that is um, modified for me um, in that I have hand controls because I can't use my legs at all. So it's all up on the steering wheel. Um, and in terms of the wheelchair, I dismantled the wheelchair, put it beside me, uh, lift the body of the wheelchair, which... You know, you'd imagine it's quite heavy, but it actually isn't. Okay. Um, I lifted it over me and put it on the passenger seat. Okay. And it w- is the weight the same? Like, are you, are you just going onto the list like everyone else? Because obviously you need uh, your yeah. car to do your test. You're just on the list like everyone else. So I, 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 I when when applying for the test, I, um, I applied for the test as normal and I take that I... Um, I have or I needed a, I'll be in a modified car so that the instructor knows that um, I, I'm, I'm the wheelchair user. And it tends to be the supervisor of the centre that takes the, uh, that takes my test. Okay. Um, rather than, well, it has been for all the times that I've taken the, taken the test. Added pressure, um, the supervisor, Sean. I know. <laughs> I, I did it twice in Rohini, and the the guy in Rohini, I hope they're not listening, but the guy in Rohini was so, so intimidating. Oh, really? It was unreal. But I, and I did it twice in Churchtown, and she was so nice. So, so nice. Okay. Um, so just it's pot, potluck for you, guess. 
It so. really is, yeah. You, you hear that quite a lot. Sean, I'm so thrilled you've got your full licence. Thanks for sharing that with us today. But I know you still haven't given up your campaigning for, no for people with disabilities using public no transport. No, no, no. Definitely not. Good to have you on Spin Talk, Sean. Thanks a million. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye-bye. Um, I'm, you know... <laughs> five times junior test like that's a lot of money and Sean like Jane's partner like one of those tests he didn't even get into the car because his license had expired and oh so frustrating Jane's partner had a bulb blown in the back of the car like sometimes it's just a little thing but anyway bottom line is Sean got his test in the end I'm so thrilled to hear that today Erica is next on the line hi Erica uh, hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you very much. Uh, Erica, like Sean and like other people we've spoken to today, it wasn't just first time lucky for you. You had to do it a couple of times. I did, unfortunately. Um, it was uh, the third time lucky for me. Oh, same as myself, Erica. So <laughs> how long How long were you waiting between each test? Um, I think, the first, believe it or not, I was quite sure the first time because I had my test book for the first time. Um, I went in to do it and on the morning of the test, luckily I did have a lovely um, a lovely tester, which is fine. But when we got out of the car, he was inspecting the car and he said to me, um, your insurance doesn't seem to be up to scratch there. Now I'd been driving for quite a while at this stage, so uh, I got a bit worried, but I checked the, the disc. The disc was six months out of, date, out of date, which I obviously was insured and I'd been paying my insurance and everything. So uh, I had a bit of a panic then, so he said that I wasn't going to be able to go out my test. Um, I had to go back then and try and get the disc. Now, I was actually working for the insurance company that I was insured with at the time. So I had to go back to my place of work and get them to give me my my disc. It was just never sent out in whatever staff policy that we used to have. Um, So luckily enough, when I got home that day, I thought, like, I'm after revving myself up for this test. I want to get it done. So I booked a cancellation. I was given an appointment the same day. Oh, brilliant. A few hours later. So I went back in, but when I went in, I was like, there was a few of us in the in the waiting room. Um, everyone kind of went, and I was the last one there. I was waiting there for quite a while. Um, so a woman came out and was like, sorry, are you, are you waiting here for someone that, that's on their test? I was like, no, no, I'm, I'm supposed to be doing my test today. Um, so she went back in, a bit confused, came back out and said, oh, okay, no problem, I'll take you out now. So I think I got her on her lunch or her free time. Oh, no. <laughs> um, so she was my tester. Uh, so needless to say, that didn't go very well. And I think it was maybe another four months after that then that I actually went and done my, my test that I ended up passing then. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, if you if your lunch break was cut short, you probably aren't going to be in good form. But you no, got there No, the not end. at all. I did, yeah. When, when she came out, my sister was with me at the time, and she went, oh, God, I hope you don't have her. And then, of course, she came out with her little um, her little iPod, so I knew then straight away she was going to be my instructor. <laughs> Did you um, drive unaccompanied at all while you were waiting, Eric? Uh, I did. I did. I had my own car, um, like so. I, I did. I bit the bullet and I paid the, the amazing insurance <laughs> prices that we do now. Um, but yeah, no, I did going to work and kind of coming back. But like, I went through one checkpoint at that time. Um, but to be honest, I think they're kind of lenient. If uh, like, I was obviously in my work clothes and stuff like that, and they knew that I was so nervous. I thought I was going to get the car taken off me. Um, they just kind of wave me on through. I think it's kind of a different story. If you're kind, if you're a younger driver and you have loads of people in the car and you're driving at different stages during the day, I think then you'd probably get pulled over. But I think when you're kind of going to work and that, it, it, they, I, well, it hasn't happened to me anyway. Yeah. 
they kind of gauge the situation um, and yeah, use their discretion. Yeah. But apparently that's all changing in September. So we'll wait and see, Erica. But glad you got your test anyway in the end. Thanks, Emil, for coming Thanks on. Thanks very much. Thanks, Emil, for having me. Thank bye you. Bye-bye. Uh, Daniela said on Facebook, I'm currently waiting 10 weeks on a date. The approximate wait time I got was the lowest for a centre was for 20 weeks. It's funny how there's thousands of people waiting ridiculous amounts of time to sit their test. and They've paid already for their test. Why not hire more people? Well, that is what they're hoping to do is to bring in more testers. Another says, such long waiting times, only eight new testers. That's like throwing a glass of water on a house fire. Okay, so yeah, maybe it's not so great. 12 weeks is a bit of a lie, says this listener. I booked my test on Black Friday in November, sat it on the 4th of April. Passed, thank God, but I had no choice but to drive. Job, baby to childminder, etc. It's a joke. Caroline has weighed in and says, hi there, I booked my driving test last July 2017. I only had my test on January 26th this year. So over six months I was waiting. I had my test in Finglas. I rang the RSA several times to confirm my driving test date and they told me I'd be given notice. I was given three weeks notice. So I was advised to go on a cancellation list, but it wasn't an option as I work and you're expected to just accept what is offered to you. So, so frustrating. Yeah, we heard from one person earlier on who rang every day, got a cancellation but, you know, as so many other people have pointed out, you can ring and ring and just have no luck. And at the same time, you might eventually get a date and it mightn't suit you. You know, a lot of people are working or they're in college or they have kids. You just being on a cancellation list isn't a reality. I waited 27 weeks for my test, says Rebecca. They cancelled it three times before I actually got to do the test due to the tester not being available. They need to hire more testers. Someone made the suggestion earlier on, and I've heard it before, is the idea of having instructors, um, like certain instructors might have the authority to say, yeah, look, you're good to use the road on your own. What do you think about that? Maybe not, te- maybe not pass you, but clear you for driving. But then, you know, if that person crashes and kills someone, is it that instructor who is responsible? It's a very tough one, tough call. Another listener says, I have done my test once and failed on one thing. Apparently coming out of the test centre, I didn't look, according to the tester. I know I did, though, but I can't argue with them. The test cost me €85 and the lessons that morning cost me €120. I'll be doing it again this year, but that's what turned me off doing it for so long. Yeah, in a way, like they say, you need to exaggerate looking in your mirror, looking left, looking right. But then we heard from someone earlier on who said that she failed for being too observant. So you can't win. And it can all be down to that, that tester's opinion as well. Some of them are a bit more chilled than others. Um, Helen says, family member waiting 20 weeks plus. Learners also should be retested on points they fail on. Learners under too much pressure and anxiety on test day, not to mention expense. Yeah, maybe it, like, should it be like a continuous assessment thing? You know, because you, like judging someone on how they drive over half an hour period when they're very, very nervous... And we all know that you get better the more experienced you are. Like, how can you expect someone who's so nervous, who's a novice driver, to be confident? You just can't. But then, look, the amount of us that have passed our tests. So, it's a tough one. Another says, it all depends on the guards. I'm fully licensed now, but like many of your callers, it took me three times to pass my test. I'd been stopped at several checkpoints as a learner and also pulled over and nothing happened. They understood that I had to get to work. However, the last time I was stopped before I passed my test, I got two penalty points and an 80 euro fine. My insurance premium this month went up from 700 to 1,030 when I told them about the points nightmare. 
Oh, well, look, to everyone that we've spoken to who's waiting to do their tests, the very, very best of luck. It's such a difficult thing. You will get there eventually, though. It's just so frustrating when things like your insurance are being impacted as a result. Thank you so much for having your say. You can continue, as always, to get involved in the conversation on the Spin 1038 Facebook page. But that's it there. Uh, We'll have to leave that there. Lots more to come in the next hour on Spin Talk. This is the Spin Talk Podcast. Catch Spin Talk with Lauren. Live on Spin 1038 weekdays from 1.